Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for GWBC Radio's Open for Business. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of GWBC Open for Business, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have with us Lisa Apolinski with Three Dog Right. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you, Lee. It's awesome to be on your show. Well, before we get too far into things, tell us about Three Dog Right. How are you serving folks? Sure. So um, we are a full-service digital consulting agency. And in a nutshell, we work with businesses who want to accelerate revenue and take market share using digital means. Um, And that is clearly a hot topic of today. It's the fastest way to get to people. And in some cases, it's the only way to get to people since we're all uh, staying at home and trying to be safe and healthy. So how'd you get into this line of work? Um, So um, I come from an entrepreneurial family. Um, My father and mother owned a uh, drugstore many years ago, and I remember when they actually purchased it, I was around four or five, Um, and just working in the store with my dad and seeing how he built his business and the things that he worked on. And one of his uh, really guiding principles was to have conversations. So the art of conversation and talking to people one-on-one to understand their needs and their wants. Um, I have been doing digital marketing since digital became a thing. Um, I actually was trained in traditional marketing and um, started to segue into digital. And I feel like I have kind of the best of both worlds. I understand how traditional marketing works and how conversation works in a traditional setting. And then being able to relay that into the digital world and having digital conversations, um, which is huge right now, digital content, and just being able to connect with your audience in a unique way and showing up in a way that allows them to tell their story to you. So now, uh, why don't you share an example about how maybe somebody who was great at marketing in person when there was in person and they're doing a great job, maybe branding in person and um, how they can kind of leverage those skills to be in, to kind of enter the digital content realm. Yeah, absolutely. So if you think about storytelling, um, you think about when you were growing up as a child, even having stories read to you. If I said once upon a time, you get your blanket and you're ready to go, right? With your hot cocoa. Um, our brains are hardwired for stories uh, and everyone's story matters. The issue or the trip up that I see clients do is the way that they develop their stories and how they cast their audience versus themselves. Um, If you think about a story, you really have three main characters, right? You have the hero, you have the nemesis, that's the person that's preventing the hero from getting what he or she wants, and then you have your mentor character. That's true in books, in movies, think about Harry Potter, 
um, Karate Kid, uh, you know, all those stories are structured in that way. What I've seen clients do is they choose the hero role for themselves. And if they do that, the only other role that really their audience can show up in, which would be their client or their prospect, is the role of damsel in distress. If they put themselves as Superman, their audience shows up as Lois Lane. There's so much more power and longevity if they take the mentor role. So they become, let's say, Mr. Miyagi in the story, and they allow their audience to become Danielson. Um, it really breeds a couple of things. It gives the audience control over their situation, which as you know, right now, nothing is in our control. With the pandemic, with the global recession, with everything that's happening in politics, it feels like nothing is within our control. If you can show up to help your client, your customer, your audience have tools to be in control, that's number one in my book. And number two, it allows them to have something that a lot of stories are missing, and that is hope. Hope will outlast anything else that's out there, and hope is self-generating. If you can allow your audience to feel hope, that they somehow with these skills, with these tools, and with your guidance can get to where they are now, to where they need to go, that's something that they will take with them and those will become repeat customers, no doubt about it. So then um, the, your clients or, or folks out there would be better served rather than talking about me, me, look how great I am. Uh, they should be talking about kind of uh, thought leadership and knowledge on helping their clients get what they want. Absolutely. And they can tell a story about what they've done for someone in a similar situation. You know, you can say, let me tell you about this client that I have that had the same problem as you and the tools that they gained from our interaction to be able to get from where you are now, which is where they are, to where they ended up, which was a successful endeavor. Um, that's what people want to see. Um, they want to envision themselves in that story that you're telling them and say, well, if so-and-so could do it, I can do it too. So then you think it's a mistake for folks to be out there, maybe on social media or in any digital platform talking about them. So if, if, more time has to be spent on talking about what their clients are doing and how the clients are succeeding rather than themselves. Right. And it's, it's a paradigm of showing up to solve rather than sell. Um, I actually did an article in LinkedIn, um, you know, right when this pandemic hit that, you know, before when we had all sorts of economic prosperity and it was like, you know, spring in the Serengeti and there's water everywhere and food and great supply. And, and you had this very superficial relationship with your audience, with your customers, you were providing something and you were getting money in return. You were selling and getting compensated. That is a very short-term strategy. We are now in the middle of, you know, the, the water has dried up and, and there's very few resources on the ground and scarce food. And that's when 
it's almost feels counterintuitive that you actually want to show up to solve and to provide something without really expecting anything back. You're showing up because you want to see your audience and your customers and your prospects actually succeed. And you have the tools that will help them get there. So it's just shifting the mindset into how can I solve the issue that you're dealing with now versus how can I sell you something with features and benefits? And one of the real big reasons that I'm a huge proponent of this is a lot of other companies are still in selling mode. And me too strategies do not work. If you can show up in a different way, you will absolutely attract those customers and prospects to you because that's what they're looking for. They're looking for someone to help them solve their problems, not just sell them things that may or may not work. So in your business, do you have a niche that you serve? Um, So because of my kind of ridiculous background, I have worked um, in retail, pharmaceutical, manufacturing, professional services. Um, I've worked the gamut of uh, industries. Um, So our industry is very wide. Our expertise is very wide in that regard. Um, But we look for clients, typically Fortune 500 or 100 companies um, that are looking to kind of launch out of this paradigm that they're in right now and move into this new digital paradigm and to be able to show up in a different way and see the see almost immediate results. I mean, it's, it's kind of amazing. And at the same time, it's quite expected. Now, so you're looking to meet the chief marketing officer of Fortune 500 companies. That's your prospect? Uh, Chief marketing officer, um, I have conversations with CEOs all the time, um, helping them to understand how to use digital in several aspects of their business, whether it's operations, IT, sales, marketing, customer service, um, the whole gamut. Um, But we talk, you know, we talk to to um, C-level individuals, definitely. And then the conversation you're having with them is how to leverage this type of storytelling and more authentic conversations rather than kind of pitchy, pitchy, pitchy stuff. Yes. And um, I have a motto that you should not do random acts of content. Um, A lot of times companies, and I mean, this this can be anybody from a small organization to a very large one. Um, They believe as long as I put content out, that's all that matters. And it's not about quantity, it's about quality. And it's about having that digital storytelling aspect and understanding what is it that you're trying to achieve with your content. Now, I I know that everyone would say, well, I want to make more money. That's great. But there has to be an interim spot of what you're hoping to achieve with your content. Are you hoping to transform banking so that people feel empowered to handle their own finances? Are you looking to 
educate and um, bring best in class solutions to the retail space or the healthcare space? Are you looking to educate and empower your customers so they make the best decision for the solutions that are out there? There should be a mission statement of what your content does. And that mission statement will drive the type of content that you create. And it will really help you to pick what type of content really fits in with this. It's very easy to start backsliding and going into that selling mode and features and benefits. Um, and if you constantly look at your content mission statement, it will help you to really align with that and give you new ideas of how can I show up to, to really um, inspire, educate, and empower my audience. Well, it sounds like these kind of authentic uh, digital storytelling uh, techniques are an important way to differentiate yourself in today's world. Like you said, it's very chaotic. There's a lot of change happening all at one time. So this level of authenticity becomes a, a very important point of differentiation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's also allowing you to create something new. I mean, if you think about digital engagement, there's a lot of the same old, same old out there. And if you actually show up in a different way, you're moving away from your competitors, you're creating this new space, and that absolutely will attract the right clients in. Um, and I mean, imagine creating something new where competitors aren't part of the equation. Pricing isn't part of the equation. It's really about solving problems. Well, as part of the growth of your organization, you decided to become a certified women-owned business. Why was it important for you to get certified and why was GWBC an important part of uh, your team? Um, so being certified as a woman-owned business, I felt really differentiated my agency from others. Um, you know, showing the power that women bring to business. And this is becoming more and more apparent. Um, there's actually been studies shown that women on boards can increase the profitability of a company by as much as 40%. Women bring a different perspective into the equation. And I think it really ties into this idea of solving. Women inherently look at how they can solve and help. Uh, versus just selling. Um, and for me, uh, the GWBC, some of their guiding principles really resonated with the DNA of the agency that I've created. Uh, I started my agency in 2012. Um, and the idea of collaboration and investment in community are two huge factors for me and why GWBC is really an amazing organization and absolutely something to consider being part of if you are able to, um, you know, become certified as a woman-owned business. Now, talk a little bit about why uh, you decided to become an author and writing uh, books. Why, why was that part of kind of the way you differentiated yourself from others? So, yeah. So um, I had received a book uh, from a very good friend, 
um, on ways to grow your consulting uh, business. And um, one of the authors, Henry DeVries, um, is a huge baseball nut. And I am a huge baseball nut. I'm not as um, out there as Henry, God love him. Uh, you know, he's almost visited every single ballpark in the United States. I would love to do that, to see a game at every single ballpark. Um, but one of the things he had on there is, if you're ever in Oceanside, call me and let's, you know, go for a coffee. And I was going to be in Oceanside, California. So I took him up on his offer um, in the book. And I sat down with him and my goal of the conversation was to understand his story. I wanted to know what he did and how he grew his, his business because that's what I wanted to do. And a 45 minute coffee turned into a three hour conversation. And, you know, he said to me, you really need to write a book. And I was like, oh, nah. That sounds awful. <laughs> I'm, you know, I write every day. I, I do content every day, but actually sitting down and writing the book sounds terrible. And what would I possibly have to say? And he was like, no, 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 you need to write a book. Um, Henry DeVries has a publication house. And we started to talk and I was like, okay, you know, let me, let me see how that goes and let me try my hand at it. And my first book was published in 2019 called Weathering the Digital Storm. Um, I knew something was coming <laughs> down the, the horizon and I wanted to make sure my clients were ready and had their digital house in order. And, um, you know, my first book uh, has been well received and it's used internationally by um, CEOs and, and organizations all around the world. And when the pandemic hit, I was starting to talk about my second book and it really just dovetailed perfectly into what's happening in the world today. And the idea of getting in front of your audience using digital means and digital content, because as we know, that's the fastest way to do it. And Digital content has the lowest cost to enter. You can do it yourself and post things and it's just your time and your, your thoughts putting your content out. Um, but I wanted to make sure that people, again, were not doing random acts of content, that their digital content was doing what it's supposed to do, which is to touch, move and inspire your audience. And uh, Henry and I have just finished our second book, uh, Persuade with a Digital Content Story. It's actually coming out in a week or two. Um, and it's, I love this book. I mean, I, I've read it several times, obviously, for editing. And every time I read it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a really good point. And even I kind of refresh myself with it. And it is a business guide with formula on how to create your digital content story. I am a huge believer in repeatability. If you can get a process down and it's repeatable, it makes it faster, it makes it more efficient, and it reduces cost. And if you can get your digital content story formula down, and I include that in the book, um, really, to, as far as I'm concerned, the sky's the limit for you. Use the book, apply the strategies, and you'll be amazed at the type of results you get and the revenue that shows up. 
Now, if somebody even w- in a pandemic. <laughs> Well, I would imagine, especially in the pandemic, everybody's in front of their screen. So this is the perfect time to be doing that kind of work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, if somebody wanted to learn more, have a more substantive conversation with you or somebody on your team, what's the best coordinates, website, social, et cetera? Sure. So um, they can visit my website at 3dogright.com. It's the number three, dog, D-O-G, right, W-R-I-T-E.com. Or they can send me an email at lisa at threedogright.com. It's the fastest way to get a hold of me. Um, and I love talking about this stuff. I am happy to chat with anyone about what they're doing and how it's going and any kind of guidance I can give them, even if they don't become a client. You know, I really want to see digital content being transformed into true storytelling where people feel that hope coming through the content that you create. Good stuff. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story today. Thank you, Lee. This was was a lot of fun. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on GWBC Open for Business. 